Hi and welcome to the New Mind Project. Today is your opportunity to create something rather special in your life. My name is Martin Cole and together we are going to be creating the life you are meant to live. You're listening to the New Mind Project podcast and it's time to get this show on the road. How to create the life you are meant to live. Chapter 4. Rabbits. In this short chapter, I will use the metaphor of a rabbit to describe how even with the best of intentions and the strongest commitment, various distractions of life often take away any possibility of us reaching our personal goals. Rabbits in this context are not cuddly sweet little creatures. They are distraction burglars that would rob us of everything that we could be. Deception is their game, and few are innocent. Most will lead us on a chase along intriguing paths that draw us away from the one we are on. Rabbits come in many shapes and colours. Occasionally you will enter a valuable one. These rabbits will help and guide you on the path towards the goals you want to pursue. But if you take your eyes off them, even for a moment, they can change colour and become deceptive distractions. For instance, a good distraction might be for research that your subconscious mind has detected that you need. This research might be something that serves as a guide, keeping you on track, working towards what you are creating. But watch out, these valuable rabbits are outnumbered by a hundred to one of negative distractions. When you attempt to pursue a personal goal, often that journey can take you out of your comfort zone. Hence it will be seen as a potential threat to your familiar subconscious mind. The moment you leave your comfort zone, your subconscious mind will work out ways to get you right back into familiar territory. Your internal rabbits of distraction will wake up and do their destructive work. This is because your subconscious mind much prefers it when your life remains within your comfort zone. It will go into protection mode the moment there are any perceived threats or challenges to the status quo. When there are no real or imagined threats and no physical danger to your well-being, your subconscious mind will do everything it can to maintain that environment. Furthermore, be aware that your subconscious will use the most ingenious methods to keep you in what it perceives to be the best environment for you. Those little rabbits are its primary weapon. A short while after you consciously create something that may impact the status quo of your life, your subconscious mind wakes up. Rabbits are called to action. And your subconscious mind moves into environment preservation mode. Your subconscious mind will use any means, fair or foul, to maintain the environment that it perceives is the safest. The deception tactics used are of the most ingenious. The rabbits deliver this deception in a way that you will believe it will help you achieve that which you want to achieve. Because of this belief, you will often give chase. Paradoxically, all the time you are trying to create something that will enhance your life and pursuing something that may offer you more security, you are subconsciously sabotaged by yourself. You would think your subconscious would be on your side and working with you instead of against you. The conversation between your subconscious mind and the goal-seeking conscious mind goes something like this. Okay, so you want to write a book and get your message out to others. What a wonderful idea. 
It will be so successful and change your life. Before we start, we better make sure that everything is perfect. You must have the right pen and pencils. Let's go off to the stationery store and look at pencils. When you get back from the stationery store and you sit down at your desk with your sharpened pencils and notepad, you make a few notes. Your subconscious pipes up again. Subconscious? These are great notes that you just made. I think you're feeling hungry. Maybe you should make a coffee and you'll feel a lot more creative after you've had coffee. You get back to your desk and while you sip your coffee, you check your email, which leads you onto YouTube for tips on how to write a book. Your subconscious is back. Oh, well done for finding that latest and greatest piece of writing software. If you have that, you could write an incredible book that would make you successful. You whip out your credit card and in no time at all, you are working through the training course. Once you have mastered this software, it will write your book for you. Your subconscious is never far away calling out to you. You're doing a great job with this story. I'm sure it will work. Do you remember when you were browsing, looking at this software, you also considered some other software? Hmm, yes I was. Maybe you should just have a quick look at that to see if it's easier to learn. Before you do that, don't you think it would be a good idea if you tidied up your desk so you have the perfect environment for writing? You set about tidying up your desk. You sweep everything away, empty the wastebasket, sharpen your pencils and sit down to make a fresh start. Your subconscious is back again. Great job! The desk looks great and now you're ready to make a start. Mind you, it is getting late today and you have done a lot of work on learning the software. Why don't you have a fresh start in the morning? We can then work out together on how to create this incredible book that will change your life. And so the days go on. Your subconscious mind will use every deceptive means to keep you in the same environment you're in now. In all its deception, it will give you the impression and the appearance that it is working for you with due diligence to achieve the outcome you have decided you want. But it is not. And fighting your subconscious mind is a long and drawn out battle. It has endless resources and it can deliver each one with perfect precision time, perfect deception. Given the fact that your subconscious mind has such enormous power and control over your life, imagine if we could use this power to assist us rather than hinder us from creating a new enhanced life environment. If we can achieve this, we would be an unstoppable force. So how do we communicate and explain to the subconscious mind that this new environment would be far safer? How do we convince ourselves we could enjoy an enhanced living environment where we would be comfortable and secure from all threats. Remember, if you cannot convince your subconscious mind to leave the safety of its current mental cave to hack its way through the jungle outside, you are destined for a life inside that cave. You'll be living the life you have now, well into the future. Those rabbits are cunning and deceptive. They will do everything in their power to distract and mislead you. They will do everything they can to keep you inside your comfort zone, safely inside your cave maintaining your life just as it is. The trick is to learn how to avoid those distractions and misdirections, to instead focus on achieving your goals. Now that I have helped you acknowledge what those everyday distractions might be, the subject we turn to next is the addressing of those distractions and overcoming them. Chapter 5. Distraction and Misdirection In this chapter, I will begin by providing an overview of those pesky rabbits, what form they take and how to overcome them.
I will also provide the first stage of my method that can help with these challenges and how this can be useful towards creating and reaching your goals. I explain here how an internal dialogue can be crucial to overcoming these distractions and how articulating this ongoing dialogue is a useful tool. Later in the book, we will discuss how strategies like journal keeping can also add value to understanding these dialogues and also make useful reflections on our learnings along the journey to achieving our dreams. In nature, rabbits use a warning system for danger. It's subtle and highly effective. When they are in a group, a large male rabbit will position itself close to a burrow. All around him, the other rabbits pay little attention to anything other than eating or the young playing. But at the first sign of danger, the sentry male will rapidly beat the ground with his hind legs. It sounds like a wave of thuds. Without even stopping and looking at where the danger is coming from, the other rabbits quickly scatter back into the safety of their burrows. During this time, the male is highly visible and sits up high. He is usually the last one to head for the burrow. Often this means he doesn't make it, especially if there is a gun sight pointing his way. With this clever strategy, the male rabbit has protected the others by using sound to transmit a danger signal. The male draws to himself the attention of the hunter by initiating the noise and remaining high and visible. Look at me, he says, as the youngest, tastiest rabbits scurry to safety. So our sentry rabbit is a master of misdirection. Today, we are the victims of mass misdirection. That's because we are incredibly vulnerable to our hardwired need to possess more and more information that we could, might, find of use in the future. The context of this is deep within us. These instincts are base psychological needs that have evolved over thousands of years. These needs at one time helped keep us alive. Back when we were hunter-gatherers, we learned to recognise where the food was. The need to recall things that others did not was a matter of survival. However, today we recognise where the food is, and generally it does not require subterfuge or deception to get it. But the desire to possess things others do not have still drives us. It's still there, like a hungry rabbit heading down, hopping from one blade of grass to another, consuming all it can. Our minds today are consuming vast amounts of information, and from it we are seeking a sense of knowing. Deep in our core, if we possess something that others do not, it elevates us. It gives us a feeling of superiority over others. This leaves us vulnerable to those who provide information. In today's world, misdirection translates to money transfer. The more you can misdirect, the more money you can extract for yourself. For example, all the vendor might have to do is to create in our minds the belief we are about to learn or obtain something that someone else does not have. Once the excitement of accomplishing something we believe will enhance our life creeps in, we are hooked, and it will not be long before we open our wallets to hand over the contents. As with most things today, the misdirection we became victim of doesn't provide real value for us. We are soon on the lookout for the next tasty young grass shoot we can consume before another. The value of these items dictates how much we might perceive we need them. Real value. Real value can more easily be understood by calling it use value. If you possess something that could be used to exchange with another, which could provide positive life-enhancing practical use value, then you possess something of real value. Real and value are intertwined, 
and together they deliver something which enhances the life of the giver and the receiver. This medium of exchange creates real and lasting wealth. Wealth creation, money, success, fame. But back to misdirection. Did you see what I did then, or rather what you did? Your mind raced off from the subject of misdirection and onto wealth creation, money, success and fame. If you paused at that point, you probably transported yourself into some imaginary wealth. You may say that didn't happen, and on a conscious level, that may be true. But subconsciously, a neuron would have fired, causing a chemical reaction in your mind. That reaction was recorded. So this is why misdirection is something we must guard against at all times. Not because of the commercial extraction we will suffer, but the long-term effect on our lives. Closed-loop thinking It has been suggested by psychologists that we spend perhaps up to 90% of our lives unconscious to life. By that they mean we continually provide automated response in speech, thought and action that does not require conscious, deep, independent thought. Because of this, rarely do we get to experience and engage with anything new. We are living in a closed-loop feedback system. However, by taking the time to reflect on and examine a thought, feeling, action or emotion in greater and greater detail, we stand the real chance of seeing into its core, where it came from and how it is impacting our lives. In this moment of exploration, we may well transform it into truth, something we can use to improve our lives. But engaging with this kind of deep reflection is time-consuming and sometimes a bit scary. Emotions like guilt and shame are negative and isolating. But for those same reasons, we need to confront these emotions and overcome them. Without facing up to these emotions, we can never achieve our personal goals. So stop running away and learn how to confront these fears in the following chapter. Well, that's it for this show. Make sure you're subscribed so you get notified of the next show where, as always, we will be focused on creating your best life, the life you were meant to live. If you have any questions or comments, pop on over to our Facebook group called The New Mind Project, a group dedicated to creating remarkable lives, the lives we were meant to live. Whatever platform you're listening on today, make a big difference in the life of others with just a quick show rating. It really does make a world of difference. You'll also find show notes and other downloads over on thenewmindproject.com. All the very best for my family yours. Catch up with you soon.